Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky back with you. Buck, how you doing, man? Man, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. Thursday, Thursday night football on. On tap, we got a great football weekend, college and pro. Man, it's it's bananas. It's a great time of year. Yeah, I encourage everybody to check us out tonight. If you're listening to this before the Thursday night football game, go uh, come hang with us. It's 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 Bucky, Joy Taylor, myself, and uh, we hang out. And you can find it. You can watch us and listen to us. And uh, you can find that it is twitch.tv slash move the six. So twitch.tv slash move the six. Come hang out with us. The cool part about it is there's a chat that's open and like we'll interact with the chat throughout the whole game. So it's a lot of fun. It'd be fun to have more uh, kind of from the move the six uh, podcast audience come in there and hang out with us for the evening. It's uh, it's a good time. It is always a good time. Uh, I enjoy doing it when you enjoy, but also just the games have been fantastic. And then the interactions with uh, the people. Uh, I think that is always the best part of it. Just the interactions, the conversations that we have uh, on Twitter and Twitch, I think it just makes it uh, a really fun experience. All right. So we, we've got a 
awesome coach interview coming up later in this episode today. Coastal Carolina head coach Jamie Chadwell is going to join us. Um, he's He's got them 6-0 and right now. They're ranked number 15 in the country, and I think he's starting to get a lot of buzz as somebody who is a is really a rising star in the coaching profession. He's a brilliant guy who's got a great take on things. So uh, we have a conversation with him coming up a little bit later on. We're going to talk a little bit about Tom Brady and just how well he's playing. Is it going a little bit under the radar? And from a personnel standpoint, what can Jason Light and the Buccaneers do to make this a Brady-friendly environment? To to Maybe they get him to, who knows, maybe they get him to age 50. Uh, the way he's playing, playing at an MVP level right now. But how can they sustain that? What can they do from a, a roster a building standpoint to keep that rolling? Um, but I want to start off, Buck, with a, this is a tweet that I lobbed out, and I did not think it would get this type of traction. It was just a curiosity tweet, right? So a buddy of mine uh, in the league said, hey, do you think anybody would give up a first-round pick for Justin Tucker? Obviously, in the wake of all these missed field goals that cost teams games, um, do you think anybody would give up a first-round pick for Justin Tucker, and if so, how many teams do you think would do it? So I lobbed out that tweet. Gosh, it's got a ton of responses, almost like a thousand, re- you know, replies on that with people lobbing their opinions. And as expected, uh, the analytic friendly group said, "Absolutely not. You cannot. There's a positional value. You don't give up a first round pick for a kicker." Um, and so that was to be expected. But there's some football people, and and maybe some people laugh at this. That said, no, absolutely, I would do it. You know, when you look at if, and not saying a top ten pick, but if you're a team that's that's going to be a playoff team, and you're picking towards the back end of the first round, and you were, you know, maybe if Justin Tucker was 26 versus maybe you know 31, but the way he takes care of himself, I gotta believe he could kick for another eight to ten years easy. I mean, Vinatieri was kicking into mid into his mid 40s. Mm-hmm. DJ, here, here's the thing. And, and look, man, I am fortunate enough that I played for the Raiders and the Raiders took Seabass in the first round. Sebastian Janikowski, who played 17 years in the league. Um, here's what I would say. The difference is in terms of drafting a kick in the first round versus taking a proven kicker in Justin Tucker. I know exactly what I'm getting from Justin Tucker. And I think kickers get a bad rap in terms of their value to the team. But DJ, if you check the stats on every team, the leading score is typically the kicker. Mm-hmm. And in a game in which points are coveted at a premium, I want point scores. Guys who score points have more value. We talk about that when we look at um, playmakers on the outside. There's something different to someone who can deliver explosive plays and score touchdowns versus someone who is just a chain mover. Uh, there's a value to a running back who has a nose for the goal line because he can score points. Points are coveted. And so if I have a kicker that can consistently knock the ball between the uprights, there's a value to it, particularly if that kicker is automatic 49 yards and in and semi-automatic 50 yards out. When I was part of the Carolina Panthers, we went to the Super Bowl and we had a kicker at the time, John Casey, who was automatic that year. And DJ, for the way that we played, run the ball, play defense, The kicker needed to be automatic because the way that we played the game, every time we got to the 35-yard line, we said that's automatic points. Mm -hmm. Automatic points. So once we got to the 35, no more chances. Jake DeLone, nope. We just go (laughs) run it, run it, run it, and kick. And we won a ton of games like that. So there is absolutely a value to having an automatic kicker because it ensures that you're getting points, especially if they have long-distance range. 50 yards and in, that means, DJ, all I have to do is get to the 32 
33-yard line, that backs it up to the 40. Those are points. Cuts down the field significantly in terms of being able to score points. So, yes, I would do it for Justin Tucker all day, every day. Yeah, people say, well, the value, you know, you want offenses to go for it more, um, and this would maybe discourage you to go for it more because you have the presence of this kicker. I'm trying to find it. I've been searching for it while you're talking here. Somebody posted, like, some of his numbers, um, and it's, like, what he's done in terms of in final two minutes of games, his percentage, over 50 yards, his percentage. Like, it's just – it's insane. He's been consistent throughout his entire career. So, so, so let me, not, so let me, add, let, let me add this while you're looking for that. Yeah. Because here's the thing: uh, Justin Tucker went to Texas. So a few years ago, I wrote about him, and what I did is I called some of the people that were at Texas when he was there. My strength coach, Mad Dog Madden, was there yeah. with him, and they gave me a little bit of who he is and what he is. First thing they talked about: swagger. He has a football player mentality. When we talk about kickers. Sometimes they, we always describe them as, oh, they can be a little odd, they're a little different. My guys at Texas told me, no, he had legitimate swagger. He approached the game like a real football player. They said he did everything he wanted position players to do. He worked hard. He was smart. He was technical when it came to his craft. He understood the mechanics of kicking, but he didn't overthink it. He simply lined up and made big kicks. And then I think Justin Tucker made this point a few years ago on Dan Patrick's show when he talked about the value of kickers. He said – a lot of people have this stigma that kickers aren't real football players. If you look at every team in football and look at the box score of each of their games and add it all up, the kicker is probably the leading scorer. In a game where points win, you want a guy scoring points. As the game evolves, you definitely will see a kicker being the more integral part of the game. That was back in 2016 when wow. we made that comment. Well, it's so hard to find a good kicker, man. And so, like, I think Jay Feely – which was surprisingly was against it. He said, no, he wouldn't do it. And he said, yeah, I wouldn't draft one in the first round. To me, those are two totally different conversations. Different. Totally different. different. Conversation. different uh, conversation. And, and that's why, like, to me, I think sometimes when you get into personnel conversations, like it's, it, there's, it's different. It's different ballparks. Like that has nothing to do with this. This is a totally different conversation. This guy has a long track record of being the elite, the best of the best. And then the point was, well, even as great as he is, the distance between him and maybe the top other, you know, nine to ten kickers is not great enough to warrant a first round pick. And I'm sitting here saying, yeah, nobody with a top ten kicker would trade a first round pick for Justin Tucker. But right. it's the teams with a bottom five kicker with elite rosters. Mm-hmm. Here's my question. If you are picking in the bottom of the first round, you have a ready-made team that is loaded, mm-hmm. but you have a major hole at that spot. And and this tells you right now, this is the little final missing piece. And maybe you could say 99% of your success is, is uh, attributed to the rest of your roster, but he's that final 1%. And you hoist the trophy at the end of the year. You have no problems watching somebody else select with the 32nd pick. I can guarantee you that. No, DJ. And if you happen to be one of those teams that's accumulated uh, multiple picks, uh, you have multiple first round picks, you don't mind auctioning off a first round pick for a proven player. To me, this conversation is no different than what we've talked about players over picks, what the LA Rams have done. I am willing to take a proven MVP caliber player rather than what's behind door number two uh, on a game show. I know exactly what I'm giving with Justin Tucker. I've seen it over a long period. His sample size is sufficient enough that I feel good that each and every year he's going to do it. DJ, the 60 was a 63 yard kick that he knocked down versus Detroit is a game changer because you have to understand 
Justin Tucker not only changes the way that you call a game on offense, he makes you change the way you call a game on defense if you're the opponent. Because mm-hmm. everybody is always asking from a defensive coordinator perspective, at the end of game, where is the field goal range at? Where are they in range at? Where do we need to stop them from getting to? Well, now he expands the field, which really condenses your play call sheet. Do I, Am I more aggressive because I can't let them get to the 35? Or a guy who can only make it from 42 to 45 yards consistently? Well, now that's 25 yards. That 10 yards matter in terms of how we're dialing up the coverage, how we're handling our two-minute situation. Justin Tucker opens it up because that Detroit game, I think Lamar Jackson completed one pass or two passes. He completed two passes. He had a 25-yard ball on fourth and 19, and then came back and hit a hitch. They tried Justin Tucker out there. He knocks a 63-yard field goal between the uprights. That is huge. So, Mm -hmm. yes, I have no problems giving up the first-round pick for a proven kicker. Drafting one is different because you don't know what they're no, going to be like. uh, Yeah, you don't know gross. what you're going to get. A proven guy. I yeah. absolutely Even somebody that's had, that's had success for one or two years, I wouldn't do it. But this guy is different, man. So, yeah, I mean, I look, I, again, it's not for every team, but I guarantee you, you could find that, that one situation where they'd say, okay, yeah, this is, you know, this can get us to where we need to be. It's the final piece. And I, I look, I can go through and I can find you. Lamar Jackson was the 32nd, you know, pick. Mm-hmm. I can find you you know, home run picks there. But I can also look through, like, let's go back to 2020. You tell me, would you trade? <laughs> these are the these are the 29th. Uh, the 29th pick was Isaiah Wilson, who's mm. on his third team. The 30th pick was Noah Igbenogany with the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. The 31st pick was Jeff Gladney. Mm-hmm. And then the 32nd pick was Clyde Edwards-Alaire, okay? Tw- 2019. The 29th pick was LJ Collier. The 30th pick was DeAndre Baker. The 31st pick was Caleb McGarry. The 32nd pick was Nikhil Harry. Like when you start putting who has more impact on your team with those guys or Tucker, when you start putting names with picks, then it changes the way that you look at it. When you ratted off those eight names in terms of who was picked 29 through 32, it changes because DJ, I'll I give you four of those guys for Justin Tucker. You can take all of them. You can, you can take all those guys and give me Justin Tucker, and I would be okay with that. So, yes, when you begin to associate names and who actually is picked versus what you would be bringing over, yes, it makes sense. And once again, I go back to the Rams model for how they build a team when they gave up two first-round picks to get Jalen Ramsey or what they gave up for Matthew Stafford. I find the player, go, the proven go, player. Go pull up the names. Like yes. I think that was – I'm pretty sure that was like Caleb McGarry was one of the players mm-hmm. involved there. Like when you start pulling up the names and you're like, wait a second, if we did this today, no way would you trade Jalen Ramsey for what the return was with those picks, not in a million years. Right, and so that's the thing, and I think that's what you have to understand. It is nice in fantasy land to hoard all of these picks. The hardest thing to do is to turn picks into players. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I just think – I get the the argument of the value, positional value, and that to me is with the unknown of the draft. Heck no, I'm not taking a kicker in the first round. I'm not taking a kicker in the first three rounds. No chance because there's just, it's an unknown. This mm-hmm. dude is a known. I mean, he is a long track record. And, and, I mean, you can think about kickers the way that, I mean, people talk about franchise quarterbacks. I mean, kickers can do this into their 40s if they're yeah. – I mean, Adam Venturi was old and gray and all of that other stuff still kicking. Then it fell off at the end. But, I mean, you talk about having a 20-year run if you have a really good kicker that takes care of his body. 
man, that's invaluable. Yeah. I think Justin Tucker could probably keep for another eight to nine years. I would give yeah. up a first round pick for that kind of longevity and stability at the position. Yeah. No, and I mean, look, you can go through and I can find, you know, Lamar Jackson was Jackson was a 32nd pick. I I uh I know TJ Watt was picked right down there. This year there were some good players picked down there. Um, I'm not acting like you're not gonna find great players there, but there's a lot of other there's a lot of other misses. That's a coin flip. Um, this is this is you know exactly what kind of value you're getting here with that player. So yeah, yeah I'm a, not yeah. for everybody, but I could make a strong argument it's for somebody. It is absolutely not for everybody, but you definitely can make a strong argument. And you make an argument that he is an MVP caliber player. The only kicker to be an MVP was Mark Mosley, strike short in season in 1982 <laughs> when he knocked him down. Yeah. So, anyways, that was a fun discussion. Twitter uh, went off on that. So, they had fun with it. I thought it was a good topic. Um, all right. I want to get to my thoughts and your thoughts on Tom Brady and how he can keep this thing going. We're going to do that right after this. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually 
in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, Buck. So Tom Brady is having another MVP caliber year. I think his numbers actually are beyond the numbers in previous MVP seasons. So um, he's playing at a ridiculously high level. It doesn't get a lot of attention, I, I think, probably because you know the, the probably his you know absolutely his worst game of the year was the one everybody watched uh, going mm-hmm. back up to New England, and nobody really pays attention to the rest of their games. Just haven't been in any marquee games. So uh, his performance has gone a little bit under the radar. But he's playing as well as he's ever played. And it got me thinking, you know, what do they need to do? What does Jason Light need to do roster-wise? They've done a great job thus far, but how do they keep this thing rolling into the future uh, to, to maybe they can get Tom Brady to age 50? Who knows the way he's playing? No, I think roster-wise, here's what they need to do, because I worry about what they're doing right now with him. I worry about Tom Brady um, falling off at the end of the season because of usage. I'm worried about the number of attempts. I'm worried about the yards that he's racking up and all that. I just think you want to kind of preserve him. You know, he should be the guy in the glass, you know, like you only <laughs> break out when needed. And so the first thing the Buccaneers need to do is they need to make sure they beef up their running game so they're able to run the football and take some of the pressure off him. I love all the weapons that they have on the outside, but the easiest way to alleviate some of the pressure on Tom Brady is to be able to call some plays where he can turn around and hand it off and have success four and five yards uh, a carry. So that is always making sure that you have a top-notch running back. You keep the offensive line intact where you're always fortifying the pieces in front of him so you can run the football effectively and make the game very easy. Secondly, obviously, you need to have pass catchers and playmakers, guys who, um, as we would say, are catch-and-run specialists, guys who can catch it, scoot, and go. So you can play the dink-and-dunk game that he prefers at this stage of his career. And then I think the final thing is, of those pass catchers, you need to have someone that can control the middle of the field as a tight end. We've seen the affinity uh, that he has for his tight end, Rob Gronkowski. I always want to make sure that he has someone with that kind of skill set in the middle of the field. I know we're talking about chasing unicorns and Rob Gronkowski, but I want to make sure he always has one or two talented tight ends so that he can throw the ball over the middle of the field. It's the easiest throw for quarterbacks, and then he's fine. Yeah, you know, I I think some of it is – kind of keeping that infrastructure in place around him. Um, the nice thing is when you've got, you know, 
Bruce Arians kind of is the the offensive head of that team. Byron Leftwich has done a wonderful job there. You got to mm-hmm. imagine Leftwich is going to get a job here. So I, I don't anticipate he's going to be around much longer. Um, but with Arians, you know, having that offensive influence, he's going to be there. So that's stability. Clyde Christensen yes. is, a, you know, for veteran quarterback coach. Clyde, I don't think has, you know, I, I want to speak for him. But I don't think he has a desire to be a head coach. Um, so he's not going anywhere. So you're going to have that infrastructure in place for him. I think the offensive line, man, it's one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. I think you hit it though. Pay him, pay those guys, and keep reinforcing it. Just, just keep that rolling and invest in that offensive line with him. Because even as they have so many weapons and they're so good, they could afford even to, you know, if one mm-hmm. of those guys, if Chris Godwin or Mike Evans or Antonio Brown, if they lost one of those guys, they'd be fine. Um, but I think they do need to continue to fortify that offensive line because Brady's going to make all the skill guys better um, just by by the way that he plays. Um, but I, I think that's that's a key to me. It's just don't don't let the offensive line fall off. And they, it doesn't look like there's any signs of it. Uh, but I think you've got to, with Tom Brady, invest there maybe more so than any other team. Yeah, I think you have to do that. And I think you have to continue to invest in that. You talk about the offensive line being a big part of it. It is the biggest part of it because older quarterbacks don't want to get hit and they're not as mobile. So you got to make sure that you keep the pocket clean right in front of him. And so a lot of times when we talk about positions, um, in terms of the priority and how we prioritize them. Normally, guards kind of fall down below. I think for Tom Brady, though, you need to ensure that you're getting top-notch guards because for him, he wants to operate right in the middle of the pocket. So mm-hmm. he is in the eye of the storm. And the only way you can make sure that he is able to throw comfortably from the eye of the storm is to make sure that the center and the two guards right in front of him are stout and sturdy. And so the investment is not only in the tackles, but you need to make sure that you have uh, a level guards. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think it when you look at that and you say, okay, you have the offensive line, you have that run game, especially strong up in the interior. The way he's playing, I guess it'll be a good litmus test. You mentioned, you know, does the usage is the usage an issue? We'll see as we come down to the end of the year. But man, if he somehow maintains this level, he doesn't look like he's slowing down at all. Man, he's playing the best he's ever played. It's insane. I know it is insane. I, I just worry about low management. I worry about yeah. him down the stretch. Now, I believe he did a great thing when he moved from New England to Tampa, not just because of all the other stuff, but because of the weather. So yeah. now he doesn't have to worry about those uh, cold weather games. He doesn't have to worry about um, the ball not flying as far because, you know, cold weather knocks the ball down. It doesn't, you know, you can't push it down the field. But now he's playing in warm, inclement conditions. Uh, he's ensured of having uh, 10 or 11 games uh, in warm weather environments just because of his home stadium and that of the division in which he plays, things are lined up for him. So, I mean, there's a reason why old people retire down in Florida. He, he, <laughs> certainly joined, he certainly joined the trend so he could go and have a lot of success as he hits the twilight of his career. Yeah, no, it's – man, what a fun uh, what a fun job, though, for Jason Light to have, you know, Tom Brady at this point in time in his career and really, you know, you kind of get a chance to preserve his legacy and, and build off of his legacy. And, it, you know, we talked about it a lot the week of that New England game, but – you know the conversation with him and Coach Belichick. He's in a, he's he's in a position to have a lot more success in the in the next few years than, than Coach Belichick is. So I know, I know, I mean, man, and, and a lot of the success that I used to uh, attribute to Coach Belichick, he certainly does uh, deserve some. But man, when you talk about not only just what Brady was able to do on the field, but I think that the culture thing might matter more that your best player was willing to acquiesce to demands of the coach. That was a very demanding program because Tom Brady bought in everybody else 
bought in. And I wonder if the New England Patriots are going to be the NFL's version of the San Antonio Spurs, mm-hmm. where when Tim Duncan left, everything fell apart. And even though we celebrated the greatness of Greg Popovich, he has not been able to put Humpty Dumpty back together. Will Bill <laughs> Belichick have the same thing where Humpty Dumpty just laying there with his legs? Just <laughs> but he just he just can't put it together because maybe and I'm guilty of this. Maybe we should have given Tom Brady more credit for just holding it together as the leader of the team, much like Tim Duncan did in San, San Antonio for years. No doubt. And before we move on um, and get to Coach uh, Chadwell in that interview, a couple things that I, that I came up with that I found fascinating digging through all the next gen numbers uh, for this this Thursday night game, looking at the Bucks offense. You know, we, we've talked about with Coach Billick going back, gosh, 10 plus years. And we've been having these conversations about, about about the basketball team with wide receivers mm-hmm. building the different skill sets. Man, it shows itself up in the, in the next gen numbers because Mike Evans is that power forward. They isolate him more than any other receiver in the NFL. So Mm -hmm. they get him in three-by-ones and get him all by himself one-on-one. He's got nine touchdowns when he's been isolated over the last two years. That's four more than any other player in the league. They do it a lot once they get inside the red zone, and they just find those one-on-one matchups, and they just let him be big. Like, just just be big. That's all you got to do. Be big. So he's a power forward. Then you look at Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown and his just release is the second high. He's got the second fastest release in the league. So how is that calculated? Uh, well, that's getting to top speed within one second. So he gets to 8. Uh, 8.93 miles per hour within one second. Um, so he's got that suddenness, that burst, that point guard. Um, he gives you that action. 45% of his routes have been either goes, um, hitch, or, or hitches. So he's got goes 29% of the routes. And so to me, it's, it's just interesting kind of how that speed has to be honored and respected. Um, so he kind of is that that point guard. And then you get to, OK, who's kind of the all around player, I guess, was what we make this like a shooting guard or a small forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's Godwin. Godwin runs every kind of route imaginable. So his route tree is much more diverse than anybody else in their group. So uh, I thought that was I thought that was pretty fascinating how he's used. Um, so when I look at this and I'm writing this down. I think what you just described to me a little bit, in a way, I'm looking at maybe a version of the Brooklyn Nets, where I have Mike Evans as Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. the ISO guy that you get the ball to on the block, you get out the way, you let him go <laughs> and work. Yep. You have Antonio Brown acting as Kyrie, the scoring point guard who can go get buckets whenever mm-hmm. he needs to, one-on-one. You cannot stay in front of him. Too quick. Yeah, yeah, too quick. And then you have Chris Godwin who I guess is acting as James Harden, who mm-hmm. can kind of do it all because his, his role changes based on what the team needs. If he needs to go and get 30, he can put up a 30-burger. If he needs to go and give you 15 assists, he can do all of those things. And so when you think about how they're using their version of a basketball team, man, they have a lot of weapons, and they can attack you in a variety of different ways. Um, Here's the number. I found the number on Godwin for you here. So Godwin has gained 150 plus yards on nine different routes since 2019. So mm. he's got 425 yards on posts. He's got 386 nine yards outs, 330 yards on hitches, 289 yards on screens, 267 yards on crossers, 259 yards on goes, 181 yards on corners, 174 yards 
uh, on in routes and 168 yards on slants. So he's got everything open to him, which is kind of fascinating. You think of all the weapons they have. He's clearly the most complete receiver that they have is Godwin, who's running everything. Whereas you're going to isolate like he's like we've been talking about with Mike, and then you're going to let Antonio Brown just be the blur. You know, he is the blur. Ooh, I think isn't that I think, fascinating? I thought that was really interesting. That, that's why, like the next gen stuff's fascinating to me. Like that you dig into it, you really kind of get a, a picture. It puts numbers you, to some of your thoughts. Yeah, I think you created a little notebook item. That's a that's a good one. That's a yes, I got a thing. notebook. I love what I, I think, can get in a notebook. I think I think, I think that is that is fascinating. I think it's fascinating about Chris Godwin in the nine different routes. Like to me, that is that is bananas because that is a very complete wide receiver uh, from a defensive back standpoint. When we do the breakdown, DJ old school. Wise, you know, because you have the next gen stats, we used to sit there and have to do the, the route tree. Chart them. So yeah. what you would do is you would chart every route that a receiver ran and you would make a red dot on those that were catches. You make an open circle on those that were incomplete. And what you would get is kind of like this graph where you could mm-hmm. just see where they catch the ball and where they're getting all their thing. Chris Godwin's would be all over the map. Yeah. Mike Evans would be in one isolated spot where he's only doing a handful of things. And then Antonio Brown, uh, very, very similar. And what you do is you build your defensive plan to stop where the ball is going and to whom. And so yeah. uh, that's why the Buccaneers are so tough because Chris Godwin may disappear game to game in terms of like his utilization, but he's always a prominent part because he can do everything. And he's kind of the glue to the receiver core because he is the stable guy that can do everything. Yeah. And you think about it, like one of the things I was thinking of, okay, you know, they want to go to Mike when they get in those isolated opportunities, isolated situations. So to me, if you're looking at it defensively, uh, you probably have a pretty good idea based off leverage. And I watched all the cutups of all these plays. Um, you know, his route is going to be determined by the leverage of the corner. So in mm-hmm. other words, if I'm going to play inside leverage and you're, and you're soloed up, especially down the red zone, you're going to get fade ball after fade ball after fade ball. So mm-hmm. you have to decide which route are you more comfortable trying to defend? Uh, you know, is it going to be the slant? Is it going to be the fade? Like those are pretty much the big two that you're going to get down there. So to me, I can say, okay, I can spend the whole week saying, okay, we're going to be in this leverage. And guess what you're going to do in practice all week? You're just going to defend one fade ball after another, after another, after another, after another, after another. Like, cause then you can kind of, you can kind of somewhat determine what's coming mm-hmm. away now, whether or not you can do anything about it. I mean, that's uh, that's a different thing, but from a a preparation standpoint, that gives you a chance, right? To know here's where the ball is probably going because it's it's about eliminating things, you know, it's probability. So, okay, well, now it's three, one, one situation. Mike Evans is on the backside. What are we thinking? Slant, dig, comeback. Well, Mm -hmm. I can throw out all the other stuff because here are the routes that he he runs and here's where he's getting his catches. To me, that's smart. And that's what you are here smart coordinators always talk about eliminating the things that they don't do, focusing on the top two or three things that they do and making sure we take care of that. And we will react to the other stuff. Let's react to the other stuff and make sure that we got it solid. Yeah. I I was talking to a a coach the other day and talking about how an interior, an interior defensive lineman was getting loose and they were getting them a lot of one-on-ones. And the point was, yeah, well, we know, we can determine a little bit by where we place our mic, where the mic call is going to be and where protection is going to slide. So you, you think about finding one-on-ones with Mike Evans and isolating him. Teams are doing that with their pass rush as well, trying to figure out, okay, how can we set, how can we force protections to go in certain directions with how we line mm-hmm. up so that we can get one-on-ones with, with our guys as well. So that's the matchup stuff. I think it's just so fun about this league, man. No, it's, it, look, it's, 
it's, it's about that. It's about matchups. It's about having the right players and putting them in the right positions where they can be successful. That's what the great coaches do, and that's how the great teams win. All right, Buck. Uh, man, this is this is uh, a conversation I think everybody's really going to enjoy. We've talked about it at the top of the show. One of the bright young stars in the coaching world and really just an awesome dude to catch up with. I think you guys are going to really dig this. Here's our chat with Jamie Chadwell. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. 
You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. All right, Buck, excited to have him with us here. Coach, thanks so much for, for taking the time for us today. I guess the first question is, uh, you know, you come off the season you guys had last year, incredibly successful. How have you guys been able to take that success last year and build on it this season? Well, I think the the, the big challenge we had was um, we have a lot of people coming back and you worry about complacency. Uh, and, you know, you think you just roll the ball out and you're good. But our, our mindset of our, of our team, especially the super seniors that came back, is they still got something to prove and uh, a chip on their shoulder. And we're off to a great start. We obviously know our schedule is getting tougher as we go forward. But their mentality has been great. And they've not let our young players at all think it's about just rolling the ball out. It's about the work that we put in and the mindset we use. So I've been pleased with that as, as far as from a head coach standpoint. You know, Coach, one of the things that we always are curious about is when you're a team builder, uh, building your team to beat either the teams in your conference or the teams that you know you're going to have to place down the, down the line. How did you go about doing that at Coastal Carolina, building a team that you knew that could withstand the heat of dealing with some of the heavyweights that you knew you were going to face down the line? Well, you know, when, when, when I took over here, the, the teams to beat in our league were uh, App State and Louisiana. And they're, also, they're both built very, built very similar to each other. And so our mindset was if we can put a team together that compete against those two, we can compete against anybody in our league. So everything that we did uh, was to, to put the best uh, – our best team together to help us play against those guys and that and those type of environments. Uh, and it's taken us a while, obviously, uh, you know, to get there. But we figured if, you know, if you take your top best teams and you build your program to beat those, then you feel like you'll have a chance every year. And that was our mindset when we took over. Coach, our, our good buddy uh, David Shaw would always talk about uh, Stanford program, intellectual brutality was his phrase he liked to use with how they played. Uh, when I watch you guys, I, I just kind of, to me, it's like it's the brutality still there, but there's a creativity to it um, that, that you guys have added to the mix. I'm just curious about your guys' process. When you guys are putting this, putting a plan together for a game, you know, how collaborative is that? And, and, and where are you guys coming up with all these amazing ideas you guys have been able to put together? Well, I like that that Coach Shaw used. I, that, uh, I don't know if we could use intellectual down here with our mullets, but uh, <laughs> um, that's another time for place. But you know, we we we, uh, we work together offensively, obviously, and are very collaborative of what we're trying to do. Everything that we do that when we go into a game plan, the first thing we do is uh, how are they going to defend what we do? Instead of looking mm -hmm. at it the other way, we try we're going to run these things, and they better line up the way to defend our certain plays, option play principles. Uh, mm -hmm. If they don't, we're going to be able to, you know, move the ball. And then after mm -hmm. that, then we gear up, hey, who, how do we want to get a matchup with Isaiah Lockley or Javon Hiley or, or whoever it may be? But everything starts from that run game, uh, those key plays in a run game, and trying to force people to line up a certain way to it, to defend it, and then build off of that. And then each week, you know, uh, I give our coordinators credit. You know, they get, they get more creative as far as ways to – whether it's formations or shifts, whatever it may be, to hide the same stuff but put our guys in positions to make plays, and, and, and they're having a lot of success doing that. You know, Coach, I grew up in an area where option football was – I mean, we all grew up in an area where option football was king. Like, it was just the way you went about it, whether it was triple option from the eye, whether it's doing the stuff that you see Oklahoma do it. Why is the option so baked into what you guys do down at Coastal? 
Well, I, I think one, uh, you know, it's an equalizer. When I first started in 2009, I took over a Division II program that had 17 scholarships in a 36 scholarship elite. And so, if you were doing what everybody else was doing, you won a lot of games. <laughs> and so, one, it was it, one, it was out of necessity to try to win. I, I'm not a stat guy. The only stat thing I care about is the wins and losses. And mm-hmm. so, I don't care if it's pretty ugly, whatever. Uh, you got to find a way to win. And and I had experience with that in college. And I felt like, hey, this would give us a chance to maybe level the playing field if I couldn't do it from a scholarship standpoint. How can I do it out there to try to give our guys at least a, a fighting chance? And then as you develop it and you go forward with it, you get better players with it, you, you, you still see, hey, it still helps you level that playing field. And when we took over here, uh, from a scholarship standpoint, we were, you know, 85. We were really only at 70 when we first took over. We made that jump. At 15, it's hard to make up over a three- or four-year period. Uh, and so that still was able – allowed us to try to at least compete on a level playing field. And then as you go forward, you sort of stick to what you know, you know, and uh, that's something that we've been doing now since uh, I guess 12 years and it's, and it's, and it's worked with us. And so uh, I try not, I'm a big believer. You got to change. You got to adapt. I believe that wholeheartedly, but I think you got to have some base foundation that you believe in wholeheartedly uh, and that you're never going to change. You might, you might tweak it. Um, but that's who we are and, and that's how we live and, and that's how we've had success, at least uh, from a standpoint of building a program. Coach, I don't know if you can tell, but Bucky Brooks is a North Carolina Tar Heel. To be able to share the screen with two SoCon quarterbacks right now, it takes his, it takes his vibe and his energy to a whole, a whole different level, man. Well, Bucky, I was on the bench. I was I was on the bench. Jeremiah was a lot better than me. No, I was on the bench a good bit too now, Coach. We remember so look, man, I know all about the SoCon because when I was in North Carolina, we played firm and we played teams in the SoCon. So I understand. I got a great – Deal respect for the SoCon. I understand what's going on with the SoCon. <laughs> I kind of miss this. I mean, I'm glad to see all these, you know, the programs are all elevating, gone to this new level. I kind of miss the old SoCon day. Well, I do too. Hey, it's good football. Well, you know, in this league, I mean, if you think about this league from the Georgia Southern and, and you App State, you know, they've, yeah. they've run up the Sun Belt and done well. So, Coach, I reft, I called Charger games, and, and uh, Brandon Staley's gotten a lot of attention because he's gone for all these fourth downs. And I'm like, hey, Coach is amazing. This has been fun to watch. But, I mean, go watch Wofford back in the late 90s, man. They've been doing that for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's uh, yeah. When it, when when it gets to the big level NFL, everybody thinks, "Oh man, this guy." No, it just it, it happens all the time at small levels. Nobody pays attention to it. Uh, yeah, I, I want to ask you about this innovation. I guess it's not really innovation. It's been going on for a long time. Uh, but I was talking to coaches; they were getting ready to play the Cowboys, and Kellen Moore's done a great job with their offense. And one of the things they said he's done a nice job of is is varying tempo. A lot of times we classify people as an up tempo team or, or people that slow it down. They said from a pass rush standpoint, you don't get in a good rhythm or a feel because one time it's 20 seconds on the play clock, then there's two seconds, then 10 seconds. I mean, he's constantly varying the tempo. What are the different ways you can use tempo, Coach, at the collegiate level to give yourself an advantage? Well, that's a, that's an interesting uh, take there that you know I hadn't heard, but that does make a lot of sense to me. You know, for us now, uh, typically, if you look at our past, we're, we're, we're a, um, an up-tempo, get to the line of scrimmage, but we sap it slow. You know, we've usually mm-hmm. been – very high in time of possession. Uh, and I think what the challenge is, you know, you get a lot of people that want to go fast as they can and, and they don't care whether they're efficient or not. Eventually they're going to get so many more plays and wear you down. We're sort of opposite. We try to be as efficient as we can. You know, the most plays we've ran this whole year is 63. You oh, know, wow. if, you look oh, at, wow. if you look at some other teams, I mean, 63, that's probably through three quarters for some. <laughs> uh, but we do have the opportunity if we want to go a little faster here or there or snap it with 30 or snap it with 10. 
Uh, I, I think that that's the great thing, the beauty of, of college football is because you get so many different way people use tempo. And I think if you look at it, there's very few now that actually just go fast all the time. There's a lot that yeah. try to use it occasionally, sprinkling in, but everybody's trying to be a little bit more fit. It's the analytics. It's the money ball thing, right, from baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's something I think truthfully out of necessity, we always went slow because it was another thing. When you had 17 scholarships, you tried to keep your defense off the field. Of <laughs> you know, and so you sort of fall into that. But uh, it's been it's been good for us, but more on the opposite end of being more slower and limiting opportunities for the opposing team. You know, Coach, it's funny that you brought that up because one of the things I'm always curious about is like the complimentary football deal. And so people will say that to play great defense, you need to play less defense, fewer snaps. So what does it take to play great defense in today's college football landscape? Oh, that's a challenge. You know, I mean, used to, if you hold somebody a certain number of points and all this thing, I think now it's based off stops, really, Mm -hmm. because as good as offenses are, I think you go in saying, hey, how many stops can I get? And I hope my offense is good enough to get, you know, more points for us. Uh, we, and you mentioned complimentary. I'm, I'm big. I'm a big believer in that. If we're mm-hmm. playing somebody that I know is explosive, I've got to make, we'll use our BYU game last year, yeah. right, for example. We know how good they are. Obviously their guys, the number two pick in the draft, they had some good players. We knew if we gave them the ball a bunch, they were going to score on us. And so we kept it for 42 minutes. You know, mm-hmm. that's complimentary football. They, they, our defense didn't give up any big plays that made them earn it. And at the end of the day, we kept the ball away from them and, and we got a big win. To me, that's great defense. Other times, other times it's if a team is if a team is you know they're a high pace and they can score. How many stops can we get? Uh, I, I think it's more to me more than yardage, more than points. It's 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 about just getting a number of stops and letting your offense have the opportunity to score. Uh, it's hard to play with all the rules nowadays. It's hard to play phenomenal defense. I mean, you you see what happened to Alabama this last weekend, and they're supposedly always really really good at defense. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's challenging, but. Uh, uh, the complimentary, how, whatever it takes to win the game, I think is the most important aspect of playing a great defense. And hopefully your offense is taking care of the ball and limiting your opportunities that you're out there. Coach, last question from me, man. I, I appreciate you taking some time for us today. Um, to get this program where you guys are, top 15 program in the country right now, um, what what meat is left on the bone here for Coastal Carolina? What What is there left to do here? Well, I, I mean, I, I think the main thing for us is we, we don't want to be a one-hit wonder. I compared it earlier to Vanilla Ice, man. I love Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> and so I think for us is, is we want to prove that we have lasting staying power. You know, you mm-hmm. want to be you want to be a program that every year people come and say, hey, that's a team that's consistent. They play the right way, they play hard, and they're going to be a, a threat to, to win their league every year. And to me, that's what we're still building. You know, we had obviously the great year and we're off to a good start right now. But, you know, I think this story is still being uh, written and we got to have another good year and put that back to back. And then once you do that, then you start becoming a program where people know, hey, that's a program that's always up there that you got to watch out for. And that, to me, that's what I'm trying to build. I was. I said that was the last question. I need to follow up real quick. Did you ever see Cool as Ice? By the way, the the movie. <laughs> man, I'm, a, I'm a nice nice guy, man. I'm a nice, yeah, nice what, guy. Yeah, he dropped the zero and get with the hero. There <laughs> we go, coach. Rolling in our 5.0 with a rack top down to my hair. <laughs> oh, coach, coach <laughs> I, I appreciate your commitment to your team with the uh, and all that stuff. I don't know if a coach if I could go all the way out, but I, appreciate I love it. it. I know you guys love it. I love it. I'm not even supposed to like coach. I'm an app state guy. I can't help but like it, man. We yeah, played I, against I thought each about other. not coming on here. I thought you might try to give away some secrets before the game. No, no, coach. Hey, man, I nothing but respect, man. Going back to those playing days. It's funny to see all the quarterbacks from that era, right? That we're in the SoCon. Uh, all yeah, you all went out to be coaches. Coach, coach Napier's up, up yeah. obviously doing there. And, and so it's, uh, 
it's uh, it's crazy. We have the faces for radio and not good enough to play in the NFL. So that's what we do, right? <laughs> I took the easy way out, man. I took the easy way out. Hey, best of luck the rest of the season minus one game, Coach. But I appreciate your time, man. Hey, appreciate y'all. Thank you. Buck, he's awesome, man. Uh, the mullet is amazing. Uh, I, I'm always – I'm. you know what? Let me get your thoughts on this because you can talk about the traits of leaders, right? One of the underrated traits of leaders to me is, uh, is self-deprecation. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think that's underrated. You can be confident and believe in yourself, but also be able to kind of laugh at yourself a little bit as well. I think that to me is I, I'd rather I, that's the type of leader I want to be around is somebody that doesn't take himself too seriously. Take the take the work seriously, but don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah, I think for Jamie Chadwell, like it, it is funny, DJ, because I was sitting there the early part of the interview and I'm trying to look and I'm like, man, what is that with his hair? Is that, yeah. is that really <laughs> is that really a mullet? Am, am yeah. I doing? So I'm glad he brought that up so I didn't have to ask him about. Yeah, the mullet, but yeah, no, his leadership ability to me really, really stands out. Um, he is very confident in what he's doing. I love that he has something that he can lean on when he talks about the option system, but I also love that he is innovative and willing to allow his coaches to kind of push the envelope. When you look at this team, offensively, they throw a lot at you, and to prepare for them in a week to me would be a headache, a nightmare yeah. that, um, you have to get ready for but they're good man he's good he's done a really really good job and you wonder how long is coastal carolina going to be able to retain him because he is a hot name and he has a lot of things that he could offer any program yeah i I think sometimes i don't know if the grass is always greener i know people Uh, say the level the level of of uh of play you want to go test yourself against the best but i mean man i just He's, he talked about the fact with the number of scholarships they had when he started there. I mean, he was there at the ground floor of this thing. And, like, there's yeah. there's some type of uh, ownership that he has there that he will never get anywhere else. So I'm sure, you know, he's going to – they'll throw so much money at him, he won't be able to turn it down. But, man, I wanted it's not a bad life either, though, to just sit no, there and say, I'm, I'm going to coach this team for 35 years. Yeah, because to me sometimes, man, I, I think about it. Um, there's some jobs that are legacy jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I call them statue jobs that you take this job, you stay in this job, at some point they're going to build a statue in your honor because of the work that you've done mm-hmm. at this at, at this program. He is in one of those situations where, man, he, he has done a great job with Coastal Carolina. And, DJ, like, we all are very competitive. But the pressure at Coastal Carolina is, man, if they're relevant on a high national level every three or four years, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Pretty good yeah. gig. Just kind of hang. I, I mean, I wonder. I wonder if you could go back. Live. I wonder if yeah. you go back, and I know uh, Coach Peterson had success going to Washington. But if you could go back to all these guys that at Boise that had left, and I think you could say the same before Mark Few at uh, at Gonzaga, yeah. Dan Munson, these guys that moved on. Yes. Um, maybe looking back on, it, I'd be like, you know what? I could have just been at Gonzaga and won year this? after year after year after year. Charlie Strong at Louisville. Yeah. No, he had a great thing going. Had a, had a great thing going. There would, I mean, you know, like some of those things. And so sometimes when you talk about the grass is always greener, I mean, the check is big. Now, the yeah. check was big that you get, and you have to take that in consideration. But, man, sometimes you worry about the work life, Yeah, you know? Lot, so, somebody asked sometimes. me Somebody asked me about a, a job that I had turned down several years ago. And the, the I don't know, it wasn't even – I'd never given much thought to this phrasing, but just kind of my immediate response was, you know what? if you're happy, why are you looking for happier? Like you're already yeah. happy. Why are you yeah. trying to be happier? Like you're good. Yeah. You're good. You're good. You find the right spot, the right people. You got the right um, support system in place. Yeah. 
why go chase Life is another good. thing? Yeah, what are yeah. we doing? Yeah, and so that's what's interesting about some of these jobs that have come up at the end of the year. Man, it's it's, it's great. It looks great. Man, do I yeah. want to do all that work if I have something established? You, you do wonder about how many you guys want to be challenged to in life. I get that. You want to be challenged, and that there's something to that for sure. It's also something to say. You know what? I've I've done the I've hard all, hard part. Yeah, I've done the hard. I've done the hard yeah. part. I built it up. Yep. I don't know if I need to continue to keep doing yeah. all the building. You know? Yeah. I mean, I look at I look at the. Uh, you know, the Gonzaga's in the basketball world, the Boise's in the football world. Like those, those are, those are good jobs, man. Good jobs. Uh, so anyways, we'll see, we'll see what he ends up doing, but man, he's fun. He was fun to talk to and a great dude, man. Uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, Buck? No, nah, make sure you catch us uh, tonight. Catch us Thursday night, Amazon, Twitch. Uh, we on Scouts feed on Amazon prime uh, DJ, myself, Joy Taylor, just having a ton of fun. Yeah, it's a blast. I really do hope you guys will join us there. Uh, if you haven't already, drop a, a rating and review for us on the Apple Podcast. We appreciate those. And remember the TV show. Um, you can catch Bucky, myself, Rhett Lewis joins us every Monday. NFL Network, that's 3 p.m. Eastern, the Move the Sticks TV show. Uh, you can catch us out there. But anyways, thank you guys for hanging. I hope you guys have had a lot of fun. I uh, wish you guys a wonderful football weekend. Enjoy it. The weather's starting to cool off a little bit. I'm heading to Baltimore for a fun Chargers-Ravens game. It's a great NFL slate. And we'll break it all down for you next Monday. So appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time right here on Move the Sticks. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love. Online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. 
The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.